You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hell, I suck at dating with Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. My name is Jared Haben. Dean is not... In studio this week, yet again, he's traveling in the van, driving around, having a grand old time, growing a mustache for November. We have Katie guest hosting once again. She was here last week. Katie is back again by popular demand because hey, she's hey. the best. She's wearing a leather jacket. She's a badass. She's engaged. She's killing it. She's crushing it. Um, the leather and, jacket. Uh, I know. Sorry. That was like a big, big, big intro. Uh, we also have Chris and Crystal who will be coming up. You guys all know and love them from their wedding in Bachelor in Paradise that Katie, both and you uh, and I were at. Yeah. Both you and I were at that wedding. Yeah, did I say that weird? Both, Why did I say Katie, that weirdly? both and you. So both you and I. Yes. I love it. Um, yeah. We, we were both at that wedding and oh man, that was beautiful. Nice escape from paradise yeah well you guys were down on the beach in that 90 degree weather down there so i then was you excited were, to get into the air conditioning i was about to say yeah you had some nice <laughs> ac up in that vendanta i did um yeah that wedding was really beautiful crystal's flawless her face what yeah she looked gorgeous that day. um it was a really beautiful wedding i was excited to be a part of it mm-hmm. yeah it was a beautiful reception beautiful ceremony uh, I didn't get to go to the um, ser- uh, reception. Were you not invited? Were you one of the people not invited? I was one of those people that they were like, hey, here's a list of the cool kids. Oh, Katie, you're not one of them. Go back to the beach. You know what it was? <laughs> you were in You were in a relationship. They were like, all right, well, Katie's not going to bring us much drama because her and Chris are pretty set. So they can just go back and have a grand old time back on the beach. Oh, yeah. I was always the mediator. They were not about to let me mediate drama while I was there. I'm a no. reality killer. There was a there wasn't that much there was the Angela stuff I remember because they had Clay come mm. and then there was that thing at the reception which was a little weird but whatever oh, um, yeah. interesting but I'm glad you got to go to the ceremony the ceremony was the best part I'm for I the ceremonies for weddings are always my favorite part anyway yeah. uh, as much as I love the reception you get to eat and drink and hang out and dance and it's fun like seeing them actually say their vows and go through um, 
you know, getting married at the ceremony is my favorite part of every wedding. Because then you get to see people at their most vulnerable. And I always love watching the groom uh, as the bride walks down the aisle to see if he's crying. So cliche. Very cliche, but so (laughs) adorable. It's great, you know? And then there's only, you know, hopefully knock on wood one time where you're able to walk down the aisle. Yeah. Uh, So it's cool being in that presence and seeing everybody react and seeing the parents and the family and everybody's just there celebrating their love story. Uh, and it was, it was, it was cool. It, it was a lot of fun to be there. So, and they both have great families. Chris's family. I always get along with. I'm pretty sure when you see me in the video on paradise, I'm only talking to Chris's family. I'm talking Aww. to nobody else. <laughs> They're really awesome people. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was nice. Well, they're right outside the door, so let's bring them in so we can talk to Chris and Crystal themselves. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, Well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. I would like to take a minute to talk about something that's very important. That's something we do every day of our lives. It's a little thing that I like to call sleep. Now, we all know that sleep is very important, but consider someone you know who is in the military or a veteran and imagine how much a good night's sleep means to them. 
From military heroes to everyday heroes, the new Sleep Number 360 smart beds helps everyone get the proven quality sleep that will change their life. Now, sleep impacts your creativity, your mood, patience, willpower, and your physical and mental health. You actually spend one-third of your life asleep, which is an astronomical number when thinking about it. Now, here are some tips for sleeping better. A few hours before you go to bed, your brain produces melatonin, which tells your body it's time to get sleepy. Smart devices produce blue light, which wakes up the body and stops melatonin production. So try to avoid screens or switch your phone to night mode in the evening. Then you'll be better prepared to fall asleep. Also, you can get a sleep number bed to improve sleeping at night. Sleep number beds allow you to adjust on each side to your ideal firmness, comfort, and support. It's really the perfect mattresses for couples, and I can speak upon that because I'm in a relationship. Ashley likes the bed a little bit more firm, where I like the bed a little bit soft, and I like to sink into it, so it's really nice having a mattress that caters to both our needs. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed actually senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you sleeping comfortably throughout the night. It even tracks how you're sleeping so you can know every morning how well you slept the night before. So you can experience the smart, effortless comfort of the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed and during the Veterans Day sale, save $1,000 on the new Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed, now only $1,799, plus exclusive savings for military and veterans. You'll only find Sleep Number at one of their 600 Sleep Number stores nationwide, and you can find one near you at sleepnumber.com slash dean. That's sleepnumber.com slash dean, D-E-A-N, to get your Sleep Number 360 smart bed today. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. I'm Jared, joined by Katie. Dean has the week off, and I am joined in studio by two more wonderful people. I'm going to stop making that voice because it sounded better in my head. Uh, we are joined by the wonderful, amazing, married, beautiful couple, Chris and Crystal. Yay! Yay. Now, you're still Chris Randone, and you're still Crystal Nielsen. Yes. Now, any plans to change your name? Do you want to? You know, at this time, no. And I, I talked about this pretty recently. Actually, a couple times we've talked about this, but I think for so long, there, I think there was just a lot of ownership of I think for a long time it took me a while to really love and accept who I was in my past and where I came from and and for me to get to this point in my life where I just like own who I am and my story and I'm proud so proud of myself I don't want to change that identity and I think becoming married shouldn't be a reason that I would need to change that name yeah I mean I think um if if you love and support your significant other and they, they have a, a valuable um, perception or, or I guess a, a belief in, in what they want and if it has to do with their last name, I, w- I would never force uh, my partner to want to wanna have to change their name to mine. Um, and, and I totally support her every step of the way. You guys have a very healthy relationship. It seems like you guys commute, uh, commute, <laughs> communicate constantly. You guys, anytime I'm hanging out with you guys, you guys are just constantly talking. That's cool, though. Thank you. I'm going to say it's took us a long time to get to this point of our relationship. And I would say it's been actually the difficult moments and the tribulations and challenges that we were able to overcome that really brought us here. And we've gone pretty deep down the personal development rabbit hole. 
That's <laughs> what I would say, right, baby? What would you say about that, Chris? <laughs> Man, I can definitely probably some of the toughest tests I've faced uh, in my life have come probably the last six, nine months. I mean, we talked we talked about this before. Um, I mean, I think it was what last year, babe, that we were potentially on the brink of breaking up, mm-hmm. um, and it, it was a moment where we could have went one or two ways. We could have fought um, and really provided solutions um for ourselves and as a collective unit um or we could have said you know what i give up and um this is something that i just don't believe in and i and i don't want to pursue anymore and um it it was that moment where we started to know how to really work as a team and and create solutions and that began the strength of really building a a a love that um has continued to grow ever since yeah and i actually want to add on to that because i'm really realizing that was when we I remember like there was like three weeks where we were practically broken up and Chris was trying to go back to Florida and we were going to figure out who was going to move out and it was a whole thing and I remember sitting down and we would just sat on our pink couch and I remember just looking at you and something in me just like hit me like this is my greatest like teacher this is my greatest lesson. Like I'm here to grow and evolve as a person. And Chris is the the mirror. And the reason there was so much, um, some challenges that we were facing was because those were my own projections that I was just, you know, projecting out. And it, Chris really became a mirror for me on how, on areas that I needed to improve and grow as myself. And these were just recurring things that had happened in past relationships. And I, I kind of was able to see like, Oh my gosh, it's not all the guys I've dated. It's actually me. And I need to work on myself. And we were able to come together and Chris, I got to hand it to him as the best husband, you know, in the world, sorry, entire Garrett. universe. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, about to say, I'm sitting right here. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know, Chris really supported me to go in and do this work and really gave me that space to, to go on these retreats and, and do my meditations and do all this, these crazy things that hang affirmations all over the house. And, um, I've been able to bring him along the journey and together we've just transformed our lives. I will say this is that we're so quick to put blame on others, Mm -hmm. but we are so, um, defensive to accept blame for ourselves. Right. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm perfect. And uh, no, and, and you could, you, you actually, no, to be honest with you, you are perfect because we all are perfect within our, within our own flaws. And so at the end yeah. of the day, like we're all beautiful people, right? Except there are just great things about us that people will perceive as flaws, but they're just learning lessons and blocks in our life. I think that's very well said you and guys, true. This is, I'm just loving sitting here listening to you guys because this is stuff that people need to hear. You know, um, I think that a lot of people in their relationships, I mean, me included, uh, everybody in the whole world knows that me and Chris have had problems and we're at that point that you guys, I'm sure at one point were, um, we were at that point during the reunion and it has been hard and we're kind of in the crawling stages, but it's really nice to see two people who have committed you have to be able to commit to trying to improve yourself yeah. and each other as a unit. And hearing this from you is phenomenal. It's inspiring. And I'm sure others need to hear it, especially the projection, because that's a huge issue in relationships these days. 
is that people project what is actually going on with them onto their spouse or their significant other. And that is a big downfall in relationships too. Oh, it's so much is that I think when you go back and I remember just realizing like, why haven't your relationships worked out in the past? Mm-hmm. Like, there's mm-hmm. a reason. And what's the common denominator? denominator. It's yourself. Like it, it's you. And th- those are areas for you to improve. And what's been really inspiring is that this work that Chris and I have been doing on ourselves isn't so great to be able to talk and share. And we've had a lot of people reach out. A lot of my TBG clients I've been bringing into my coaching business as well. And inspiring our families. To mm-hmm. start really, especially like with my sister, the work I've been doing with her. And I mean, you just have to be that example out in the world. And I, I've said this for years, but you got to lead through your actions. Yes. And you just never like never know the ripple effect. And if you aren't working on yourself, like you're saying, how can you show up for someone else? Right. Right. If you aren't trying to be your best, how can you give them your best? You, you can't. All right, let's do it you right can. now. We're talking so, about projecting onto others. Let's do a little self-reflecting. Each one of us take a second. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and let's start with Christopher. Yes. I'm gonna, Christopher. Let's start with Chris. And Chris, what do you think you suck at most at dating? Ooh. Um, do you want me to start? I guess it's only fair if I start. I ask the question, huh? Yep. Yeah, you can yeah. start. All I, right. mean, I, I got mine, but... Oh, okay. Then never mind. You yeah. go. Uh, I would say why I sucked at dating because I think, you know, I got the most amazing woman in the world now, but horrible mm-hmm. communicator um, where I would like shut down, right? Yeah. And uh, and just really crawl in this rabbit hole. Like um, a defensive kind of shutdown or just no talking? J- just no talking because uh, I wanted to just process and hold it within myself. And, and maybe it was because I didn't know how to mm-hmm. communicate or even talk. So I think that that was one of my biggest downfalls um, uh, in dating. And I think that if, if that's something that you struggle with, it's something that you need to work on because communication is probably what the mm-hmm. biggest thing in relationships. And so that's definitely something. Katie, how about you go next? Well, I want to ask really quickly. And how have you overcome that? Yes, Crystal. Well, one, you need a, a powerful partner to open up your eyes and see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also, uh, it's because there are either hidden traumas or underlying experiences that have taken place that, uh, make you want to shut down. It's because you're scared to go and talk because once before you were either rejected or denied. And I think rejection in any type of form, um, pushes you back even further. And mm-hmm. so in these situations, it's instead of pushing back, um, it's better to go ahead and just break through because when you do break through, right, what's on the other side is that light. It's, it's the beautiful side. So, yeah. Okay. That's Rainbow. so sweet. Rainbow. <laughs> glitter. <laughs> Kate, that was glitter. <laughs> that was glitter. Spirit fingers, people. Katie, what about you? Um, I would say the part that I suck at dating. Yeah. Wait. Like it, there's one thing you could look at yourself and say, man, that's a part of that's a part me of me that, that I need to work on to get better in my relationship. You know what? Ooh, oh, she's she's insecurities within myself. So insecurities within myself. You know, I have struggled since I started doing professional dancing and being on dance teams. Um, I had struggled with self confidence, and if you're not confident within yourself, a lot of things can come up in your relationship. Um, I'm definitely not one to be jealous. I know sometimes with confidence, people project some jealousy. I'm definitely not that. But with that confidence, sometimes I don't feel like I'm first choice or sometimes I don't feel as accepted. And it's something that I 
consistently work through. And I'm a big believer in therapy, by the way, for couples and for individuals. Um, and that's helped me get through a lot of the traumas that had um, caused things. I struggled with body dysmorphia growing up. So um, especially as a dancer. So what those, is body dysmorphia? Uh, body dysmorphia is, is no, no. no. Um, body dysmorphia is where, you know, I've looked at my body in the mirror and thought I'm fat knowing I'm not. Huh. I know I'm not, but there's something in my brain that thinks I am. Or tells myself I am. So I'm one of those people that has to give myself affirmations every single day constantly in order to um, – you have to tell yourself things in order to believe them. Yeah, and you got to rewire. You have to rewire brain. your brain. Yeah, it's almost like a little – it's like a little malfunction. And you have to kind of reboot your brain in order to believe what is real and what is true and what is good. And so those insecurities that I had struggled with as – um, a young girl I had brought into relationships feeling not good enough and that was never going to happen. I wasn't going to have a successful relationship with that mindset um, because if you can't accept yourself, how is someone else going to be able to make you feel accepted? It has to be within you. Of course. Yeah. So um, working on me every day and giving myself those affirmations to be able to show up to the, to the table, like that's where I had sucked at dating prior. Mm hmm. I think was insecurities, which I think a lot of girls, a lot of people in general struggle with. Mm -hmm. So, um, and how have I overcome it? I guess, yeah. yeah. Um, therapy, 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 and affirmations and just surrounding myself with people who love and care about me, who give truly me, love and care about give me. me. Your favorite affirmation. I am good. I am loved. I am intelligent. Say it oh, every I, day. Love that. I am good. I am loved. I am intelligent. I have, when I went to, See, I say the opposite. Like I'm hideous. I'm, I'm, I'm a bad. Ashley loves me. What you think is what you become, Jared. <laughs> See, what is the, what you think is really what you become. I believe that too. Yeah, I mean, what, so, what, you, what you think is what you feel too. Yeah. So you know, when I went into paradise, I spent those few months. I mean, really terrified about what was going to happen because that was just an extremely traumatizing experience being on The Bachelor. Mm. And I was working with this coach, um, and we've been coaching for months. And I had a whole. I would do these exercises. Or I would like stand tall, like at that power pose and close my eyes. And I would just imagine like becoming this future version of myself that was powerful, confident, in control over life. And I had a whole list of affirmations that I printed on my fridge. I had them on my computer. I had them on my desk. I had them on my phone. I had them mm -hmm. in my wallet. And I would read those 12 affirmations every single day, probably 50 times a day. And it was so cool because when Chris and I moved out of my little bungalow and moved into our place, I opened up that folder and I was, I found it. And I'd like become every oh, single, that's almost every like single one circle. of them. What's your favorite mm -hmm. affirmation really quickly? Life, love, lo life loves me and I love life. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah, it's from Louise that one. We, we got one right now that's on the, did you put it on the washing life machine door? Because every time I open I it, it shows up. And it's uh, adversity. Turn is, adversity. Turn adversity into advantage. Into advantage. Mm. So like no matter what adversity you have going on right now, mm -hmm. there is a way to make it an advantage for yourself. One question. This is out of there, but uh, it's in the washing machine. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> is it not being so washed? Like, so so <laughs> two days ago, I'm like doing laundry and I open up the door and then like, boom. It like opened up and it's like right there in my face. Yeah, put oh, it there for the you. Put an eye door. contact for you. 
But I was like, this is such a weird spot because, like, are you basically saying that I struggle with laundry as yeah. like an adversity? <laughs> like, I need to, I need to turn all those loads into my advantage. Yeah, absolutely. So loads you know what of I did? Instead of doing three loads, I combined the three and put it into one. That was interesting. Yeah. Wow. Improving. That Saved makes me electric so proud. time. I was like, you know what? Done. <laughs> I will, man. I will say my favorite quote is right now is what you're doing, or it's it's this right now is the most important moment of your life because what you're doing right now is determining who you are becoming and who you are becoming will always determine the quality and direction of your life. And I feel that that is so powerful because I came across that just a couple of weeks ago. And I think every, in every single moment, am I moving closer to my goal or am I moving further away? Am I making an empowering choice, or making a terrible decision? And I will tell you that that quote, I've shared it so many times has been a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. So you should add that to your affirmation. I'm going to. And that also shows the Libra in you that balance that, that weighing things out. Always. Yes. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about this. Yeah. Mine's not an affirmation, but the quote I like most is uh, you either make decisions based out of love or fear and people use fear uh, make decisions based out of fear and disguise it as practicality. And the only reason I like it is because I do it constantly where I'll make a decision mm. based out of fear and I'll just disguise it as, no, we can't do this because of that mm. when all I'm mm-hmm. doing is making excuses. Ashley can attest to this and I constantly do it and I, I try not to, but it's very hard. So Crystal, what's your uh, self-reflecting? What do you think you suck most at dating and how did you overcome it or how are you trying to overcome it? I would say looking back really where I was challenged in relationships was that I did a lot of blaming mm, blame game blamed a lot of people blamer blamer T- did not take responsibility over my life um, with that comes high expectations of people and ultimately I, I wasn't going anywhere and it makes so much sense as to why I was just really stuck and lost and it wasn't until I really took like when we were just talking about with Chris and I once I had that moment of like that eye opening realization of like, yo, this is my life. This is, it's my responsibility to fix my shit. Mm-hmm. And once I kind of claimed that, like I recalled that power and it's transformed our relationship. So how I really overcame that was just, just deciding to take responsibility. Yeah. You know, and that was it. And I'm going to tell you, it's so much nicer because I'm not yelling at him. Yeah. I don't have these high expectations. Man. I just, I, I write it down. You know, I'm you very communicative. She responsibility too. Yeah. She's I mean, not yelling at you. Chris is I, like, I would Whoa. walk into my own Relief. house. And I, I honestly felt like I was walking on eggshells. And mm. I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. Like, I think I have to leave. And because you, know, you couldn't do anything right, I'm sure. It, it if, just, it just right. felt like it felt like I wasn't doing anything right. I also felt like I just wasn't good enough either because of all this blaming. I mean, obviously, there, there it was my things too, but I just felt just so uh, doubtful for the relationship. And so, it, but then, I mean, lo and behold, it, it was just this, this talk and like this, this self-realization and the eye opener that transcended the entire relationship. And, and I'm thankful for that moment because that moment has um, not only led to our marriage, but just like, you know, it's my best friend, right? Mm. My partner in crime, ride or die. And, um, and, and, and I, I wouldn't be here right now. Hadn't have been that, that moment or that talk. Yeah. I want to say like this working on yourself is it's critical and it's crucial. And honestly, it's not fair to go into a relationship with a whole bunch of shit on your plate. Right. It's, it's just not fair to the other person. No. Like it's, it's really not. And so it is so important for, I believe 
is my belief that everyone needs to be working on themselves all the time. All and even when time. you get to that point where you feel, you know, where you feel like, oh, I, okay, I kind of did the work. You, the work, it's the work never, never ending. Stops. The work <laughs> never stops. That's some people you think just, like, oh, okay, I made it. Now I'm married. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can stop doing what I did to get here. No, you have to keep going so that marriage is successful exactly. or so that relationship successful so you can get to the engagement part so you can get to the marriage part. And yeah, it, and it's so important to do it together. Cause I tell Chris, cause sometimes he doesn't want to go on the retreat to do all the work that I'm doing. And I go, I'm growing. You can either come with me or get left behind, but mm. I'm going up. I she said that to my crazy. Chris yeah. before. I'm like, I'm listen, going. I'm on you, this train. You, you can get on it oh, or get God, off yeah. of it. You, but you, I'm going to keep, I'm, 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 like, I'm still God. on this train and it's moving. <laughs> God, the look that you just gave me where you're like, oh. you're either coming on my journey or you're not. And I was like, I, I, I'm on, I'm on. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. Said Jared's also me, on the journey. I, I mean, I went to the journey. Jared's with you and Chris now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. There's a lot of passion that I clearly have. And and I want to say a lot of that becomes like, I mean, I grew up with a single mom who was, exhausted was her word completely not present and like i was a child who really suffered deeply me and all my siblings because of parents who just blamed each other lived in fear scarcity minded weren't willing to invest in themselves ask for help and i had to grow up witnessing destruction and so it's my purpose in life is to empower people and to teach them these tools specifically mothers because i don't want kids to grow up the way i did so mm-hmm. I think it's it's really important and it's just it's not about like you know having an affirmation and just and like being like happy. I mean it's so much deeper than that. It's like be the light in your family, like lead your community, like step up. Yep. And step people have up. so much power and I just it's so sad to see people just feel so brittle and weak and be doormats and let people just abuse them and use them and like their children see that. Yeah. And so I'm very passionate about we work. could tell. Oh yeah, you we, were very, we <laughs> felt it. We felt it. What is, I, we what love is, it. I feel it. I feel it all we the time it. when I'm with Crystal. I at first, when I first ever met Crystal, I felt like, is this real? Is she a real person? Like she's like a book. Like when you when you she speaks, I feel like everything she says is pretty profound. You're almost like, how is this a real human? But she is, guys. Imagine, she's like, here in the flesh. Like her. this is how she. Oh, this she's is, probably the best to work out. It's like yo, I can't. Most I, can't I can't breathe. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like she's. She's I'm like, babe. I'm dying. <laughs> Have a sip of water. Yo, and my suck heart it up. just stopped. I don't care. Like, listen, Keep going. <laughs> Got this. Chris is like well, I'm married to Tony Robbins. <laughs> I know. That's pretty. Hey, that's not a bad marriage at all. Uh, but Chris and Crystal, thank you so much for joining us. You guys are truly the best. Please come back soon. Uh, for but having us. We're going to take a little break, but right after the break, we have some user emails. Love that, that. You know, our favorite part of the podcast. So tune in. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, Well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that street where you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. 
With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Winter is upon us. The holidays are right around the corner. My Christmas tree is not up yet, which is pretty frustrating because my wife will not allow me to have a Christmas tree up in the house until after Thanksgiving. I digress. The reason I bring up winter is because with every winter comes the wonderful, the fabulous, if I may, the FabFitFun Winter Box. And the 2019 FabFitFun Winter Box is on sale now. Now, FabFitFun is a woman's lifestyle subscription box filled with full-size premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and wellness products sent straight to your doorstep each season. You guys already knew that, though. Now, we take the hassle out of shopping by doing it for you. Each box is customized to your specific interests, and we deliver the seasonal must-haves you need. Now, when I say we, I mean FabFitFun. I will not show up on your doorstep, I promise. The Winter Box is the perfect way to treat yourself or others and get yourself ready for the holiday season with our carefully curated box of products. This box has everything you need for your best winter yet. Save money on quality, full-size products today because these deals do not last long. Now, even though the FabFitFun is meant for Ashley, I'm going to be honest, I get excited when it comes to the doorstep. It's like Christmas every season. And you know, there's some stuff in there for me. Sometimes we have some nice blankets, which I utilize just as much as Ashley. There was a scarf one time that I use. There's some facial products that Ashley forces on my face to make sure my skin is clear. So FabFitFun benefits me just as much as it benefits Ashley. Now, FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. It retails for $49.99, but always has a value over $200 in the box. And you can use coupon code HELP for $10 off your first box at FabFitFun.com. That's FabFitFun.com and use coupon code HELP for $10 off. So that's over $200 of value in the box that you're going to get for $49.99. And if you use our code HELP, you're going to get it for $39.99. It doesn't get any better than that. So make sure you go to FabFitFun.com and use coupon code HELP. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Jared and Katie here. And we're going to answer some of your emails because you you guys are the best. Because without you, there would be no podcast. For some reason, you guys like listening to my annoying voice. I apologize. What? Anyway, um, so this, this is great. Is, oh, Katie, stop that. <laughs> Please compliment me more. <laughs> um, 
This is from Kelsey. Kelsey says, is it considered lying if my boyfriend didn't tell me he used to have a thing with a girl he was Snapchatting? This is the background. When my boyfriend and I got together, I noticed he would be Snapchatting a few girls here and there. There was one girl in particular he would talk to several times a day, mostly at night, somewhere around 3 a.m. I asked who she was out of general curiosity as I was meeting all of his friends, and he said she was a friend of his. My boyfriend continually denied their history and continued to talk to her, even though it made me feel uncomfortable. I eventually told him it was her or me, and he bl- quote unquote blocked her on snapchat but um sorry my phone keeps skipping around uh eventually sorry i eventually told him uh it was her or me and he blocked her on snapchat but she could still send him snaps and messages claiming his profile was public he would snapchat her behind my back and i caught him a few times when i asked him why he needed to snapchat her he claimed that he wasn't a mean guy and that he couldn't cut someone out of his life like that katie what are your thoughts towards kelsey in this situation i find i find a few issues in there (laughs) um so is it considered lying if what what was the lie part well it's definitely if it's not lying it's misleading there's deceit in there for sure but also the ultimatum from her is I understand where she's coming from, but they're in a relationship. There should be no need to have ultimatums like that. I don't know. Unless there's something being abused, like he's abusing the relationship privilege with this other girl. He's not being open about it. There's definitely deceit in there, and I think that she should follow her gut because whatever she's thinking, it's happening. Yeah. What are you using Snapchat for? What are you, to to for things to go away? Yeah, exactly. He, he doesn't want it to be there forever. There, there's no text thread proof of what they are sending to each other totally and then i find it all sketchy these snapchats were happening sometimes at three in the morning and she would ask and he was like oh she's a friend of mine it's nothing to worry about 3 a.m but then it came to a point where she was like hey you can't talk to her because well you're talking to a girl at three in the morning and snapchatting her that's sketch enough and then he said he blocked her but she can still send him messages because his profile is public that sounds like bs um, and then when she approached him, he said that he, he became defensive. That's what mm-hmm. made my eyebrows raise because he goes, I'm not a mean guy. Come Whoa. on now. And then he says he couldn't cut someone like that out of his life. Well, who is this girl? Like, why is she so important to you that you can't cut her out of your, your life, but your, your relationship is suffering because of it? I just sketch. know it's so sketch. And I know that he's talking to this girl more than she even knows because First of all, how is she seeing so many of these? She's getting a lot of information. This is good for her. I know. She's so, getting a lot of info, but there's more conversation being had between the two of them, and it's raising a ton of red flags. Yeah, I what, say, do you, what are they snapping back and forth at three in the morning? Like, I'm like, well, I think that Kelsey should see those photos and then go from there. Yeah. This one comes from Marley. Marley okay. says, at 25, I moved to Sydney, Australia from the United States and got on the apps to meet people. Now, she said she met someone and he said he was looking for someone to seriously date. And she said that she was mostly looking to meet people because she wasn't sure how long she'd be staying in Australia. A year and a half goes by and they became very close friends, but it always felt like something more. A few times outsiders questioned their, their status, but apparently this guy always said 
Nothing is going on. Finally, she noticed a shift, and after a few weeks of flirtation that definitely crossed the friendship boundaries, he told her there was something he wanted to discuss with her. Before they had the chance to have a real sober conversation, they were out one night drinking Mm. heavily and went back to his place. Things weren't working on his end, a.k.a. erectile dysfunction, and he started Mm. freaking out, claimed that he had never happened to him before, and the thing he wanted to tell her was that he had feelings for her. Now, she was very supportive and said it wasn't a big deal at all and that they should take some pressure off and not worry about it and take things slow if they wanted, which he agreed. For the next week, they went out to dinners, lunches every day, but he would not hang out at either of their apartments. Uh, they would only hang out in public, and all they did was peck goodbye when he dropped uh, her off. Now, she felt like they kind of went back to acting like just friends again, but they didn't want she didn't want to push him to cuddle or be physical so finally 10 days after the ed incident uh he took her out to dinner drops her off kisses her goodnight and then sends her a text ending things 10 minutes later he claimed that the spark just wasn't there and it wasn't something that he could be forced into so maybe they should just go back to being friends now, she says that she was shocked and wants to know what happened. So, Marley. What? Whoa. Whoa. Lots to unpack. I think this guy's just really insecure about what happened that night and might not be able to ever get over it. Um, I'm thinking the same thing. I First of all, I started laughing because you're like, and the thing he wanted to tell her was, and I was waiting for something big or yeah. to do with ED, and he's like, that he likes her. Yeah, I really <laughs> built that story up for a like, not so climactic finish. But um, same thing happened to this guy, you know. Yeah, I honestly think. <laughs> Glad you got that one five minutes later. <laughs> no, right. Um, I. What does she need help with? Didn't he end it? I mean, he ended it. I think she's just shocked and doesn't know what's going on because they had a good thing going. Then feel like, you know, emotions ran high. They went to his place. He didn't didn't perform. He felt very defensive and insecure about it. They went back to just kind of being friends, but still pecking goodbye and hanging out with each other. And then it got to a point where they hung out and then he texted her 10 minutes later and was like, hey, I can't do this anymore. Well, it's not if there he, for me. Yeah, if he just wants to be friends, I would say it still warrants um, having a conversation with him. So just maybe meeting up for a coffee or something, not saying we need to talk or anything too serious, but just having a casual coffee and saying, hey, I just want to talk about what the hell. Like, I, I want to know what you... Walk me through what just happened just because I'm confused, not because I'm trying to sit here and pursue something necessarily, but I just want to clear it up so that I can have a little bit of closure. Is it something that I don't know what happened, man? I would, I I would say what happened, man. I'm a little afraid to say it. What? Because my only real concern would be that if he couldn't perform, because he's just not attracted to Marley mm. like that and was afraid to tell her the truth. Right. And then kind of pushed it to the side and then tried to let it fade out. And then once it didn't fade out the way he wanted it to, he finally texted her and was like, hey, I just can't do this anymore. I just don't have those feelings. I think yeah. we should go our separate ways. That would be my only real like, oh, I hope that's not the case because that's heartbreaking and I'm afraid to even say it. But uh, Tori wants to chime in, our producer Tori, that you guys all know and love. I just want to say, because this was kind of you and Ashley, though. 
like you guys were friends for a long time. Mm. You were like, I don't like you, but yeah. really I do like you. And like, I'm going to stay the night at your house and your apartment. But then, but like, then Jared not had ED. Anything. And then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the story. Nobody really knows yet. Yeah. I told you to take that now. to the grave, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like maybe there is a really connect, like a strong connection. There could it's be. just, it's a timing issue. Yeah. Could be yep. a timing issue. Um, the, oh. He could have gone through something. Who knows? There could be something to where he's a little bit emotionally unavailable in that sense. Um, I also know that guys get really insecure about not, you know, erectile dysfunction. Yeah. I mean, it's just true. And they get insecure about it. And then whoever it happens with, they're going to become insecure around and don't want to, you know, be around them anymore. Because when they are, they just get defensive. I don't know. So that's the only wrench in this story that makes me think... He needs to. Maybe it, it might not be a timing be a, thing. It's a timing thing. They he needs to build his confidence back up before he can swoop on in again. So maybe uh, just wait it out, sis. Wait it out. Be friends. <sighs> well, no, I don't even know if they could be friends anymore because I think what? they kind of went back to being friends, and that was the whole text, right? Because he texted her and was like, "Hey, I just don't think we should hang out anymore." Oh, I thought he texted her and said we should be friends again. Um, I think they kind of. It was a full. It let's was see a what full, the text said. The no text hang? said, he said. Well, she said, hold on, I'm sorry. Dropped her off, kissed her goodnight, and then he sent her a text 10 minutes later, ending things. He claimed that the spark just wasn't there and it wasn't something that could be forced. No, you're right. And he said that we should go back to being friends, huh? Yeah, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to go inside the apartment because he doesn't want to not be able to perform again. And he doesn't want that pressure on him. Yeah, so maybe it is a time. So thing. maybe it's a, just like a let's, let's hang, chill. Maybe his confidence will build back up. If the moment's right and the chemistry's there, it'll happen. If it doesn't happen, like stay chill and his friends. Yeah, and uh, Marley, I would not wait for him though. I would continue no, dating other people. No, don't wait. Don't, definitely don't and, wait. And make sure he knows that you're dating other people. You I should think be a priority. That will, you know, fight or flight right there. Mm-hmm. That's either going to make him take action or it's going to continue to make him run all right we'll do one more oh man two more we're gonna do two more tori gave me the permission two more this one's from courtney courtney says i have a boyfriend i've been seeing for about three months and he already asked me to move in with him i declined because i noticed he's very cheap (laughs) and i think he just wanted me to pay half the bills i make more money than him and he complains all the time about paying for dates now that i'm not moving in he's not going to get cable or internet he hasn't bought any new furniture for his house it's hands down uh, it's hand downs from his family. He refuses to sign up for the gym. Also, he has a lot of money in the bank and makes decent money, but lives like he's poor. I told him I won't deprive myself of necessities in our relationship and live the way he does. I refuse to combine finances until marriage. Could this be a deal breaker for our relationship? Help by suck at dating. Uh, do not combine finances right no. now. This guy seems like he wants to mooch. Um, yeah, it seems a little moochy, but also since you said he has a lot of money in the bank, if you've seen that, then some of the richest people in the world, they're rich for a reason because they're frugal, but some people need a little push on what is a livable situation. He can't just not have furniture in the apartment. If he does have a little bit of money in the bank, it needs to be a little bit presentable, but yes, do not move in yet. If it's for convenience and not for love purposes, um, because that's a moocher right there, my friend. And don't combine finances with somebody that you've only known for three months. Yeah, that is because then red that flags. could really go downhill pretty quickly. I've seen relationships just uh, spiral downward because of the finances. Yeah, but also, I wonder where they live. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes, I mean, it, it depends on where they live. L.A. is obviously a very expensive city, so if they live in L.A. <laughs> together, that would cost more money compared to if they lived in, like, Deadwood, Iowa. Shout out. Okay, wait. I just thought of something. Sorry to interrupt you. No, go. I When I first lived in L.A., my apartment now is so cute, but... That's four years later. My apartment for the first for the first few months and even for the first year had nothing in it, not even a rug. I when I first moved to L.A., I had a couch. I bought a couch for three hundred dollars and didn't have a bed. And I slept. I put sheets on my couch and I slept on it because it was my first apartment by myself. Oh, that's so sad. And and I very sweet. And I just slept on my couch and like until I could really start making my money in medical sales. And I was really, really picky at what I put in my apartment. And it took me literally this entire four years to put pieces in there one by one because I would wait and save up and then buy a piece that I really liked. But um, but I definitely didn't try and have anyone move in after three months or or you use their money or or complain. That's another thing. Complaining about paying for dates. Sometimes you just got to suck it up or don't go on the date. Mm -hmm. Do something. Stay in. Stay inside, go to the park, grab a bottle of wine, a cheap $4 bottle of wine from Trader Joe's and some cheese, grab a blanket, go to the park, make it cute, and don't complain. Yeah, no, I agree. There's many ways to go on dates without spending money. Um, I think this guy, Courtney, I mean... You either got to train him or leave him. Yeah, I mean, if he has a lot of money in the bank, then maybe he is just really frugal, but that's also a little scary because... If you're someone, not saying that you spent a lot of money, but you're someone who wants to have a nice apartment, nice place, you know, invest some money into it, um, and he's someone who doesn't even want furniture, that could cause some serious issues too. I just went to the furniture store with Chris because I went to their apartment in Denver and they were living like college kids over there. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I was like, hey, um, I'm going to have to take your card for a second and get get my butt over to just a Target. Oh, Target. A simple Target. I said you could use a nice... Side table lamp, one photo, and three candles just to elevate this place a little. Yeah. Um, sometimes it just takes a, a womanly touch. Small details. That's yeah. all you really need. That's very cute that you guys went to the furniture store or Target together. <laughs> That's like a big, big date spot right there. Uh, this is from Linda. Why do mutual friends suck when a couple has broken up and they feel like they have to take sides and completely treat one party horrible when they were all friends when the couple was together? Well, that depends on how the breakup was. And um, I, I think you know uh, what, I mean? what, what Lynn is really context. asking is that, um, for example, you, you and Chris right now, you guys have friends from Bachelor in Paradise, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't want to say this because I'm like, like, if you broke about, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's put this on me. Me and Ashley have a lot of good friends from the Bachelor franchise. Now, yep. some people I'm closer with, some people are Ashley closer with, but the people that are Ashley are closer with i'm close with as well just ashley was friends with them before yep. hypothetically if we broke up i think those friends that i'm close with but ashley's closer with would only stay friends with ashley yep i think honestly it's i don't think they would treat me horribly like, yeah i like don't Linda's think anyone re- should be alluding to but linda don't be friends with these people if they're treating you horribly yeah that's not good number one that means they're not your friend your friend's People in this world right now are thinking every are are throwing around the word friend too much in my in my opinion. Your friends are someone who's going to have your back no matter what and sometimes challenge you when things get tough and sometimes you have these acquaintances, Linda, that will 
like you for a certain amount of time, whatever, if you guys move your separate ways, then I would say just move on your separate ways. And if they really are friends and it's a timing thing and they just feel like it's awkward right now to be around you because you're split parties, then let things heal because time heals all but they shouldn't be treating you poorly because that's not a friend. No, they shouldn't be treating you poorly. I understand when a relationship ends, there's certain friends that are just going to take sides Mm -hmm. because that's the way it happens, right? Natural, Of course. But the idea that they're going to treat you uh, poorly or throw hate towards you just because the relationship ended is childish and ignorant. Yeah, and it's throwing salt on a wound that you have. A breakup is already the wound, and them throwing salt on it by treating you poorly, no one needs that. You need to let yourself heal. But unfortunately, friendships do have to end sometimes when a relationship ends. Doesn't that suck? I was thinking about that. uh, Dump them. (laughs) I know. Well, I I just meant like, think like, you know... you. A great example is a relationship you had for nine years. Uh-huh. I'm sure that you got yep. so close with his friends, family, yes, oh even with that particular person, like those intimate moments that you had, and then it's over. I find the breakups with the friends and family are sometimes even harder. They are. Than the Because they didn't do breakup. anything wrong. Yeah, like there was nothing. Just, and you love them so much. Yeah, and, and you like, want to be a part of their lives. Yeah, and I, you know, you want to like check up on them and you're like, this is wrong. Is it wrong? But you, lo- you love them as people and you've grown to love these people kind of with an ex- it's an extension of them. Yeah. And you know, you kind of have to leave that part of you behind and it feels like a that's that's part of the heartache and the grieving process of a breakup is not only the relationship but the relationships formed outside of it yeah um that's something linda's gonna have to grieve those friends but yeah they shouldn't be treating her horribly that that bothers me agreed all right this is from grace grace uh says jared mentioned on the podcast by the way i'm jared uh (laughs) that he thinks it's best to clean break from exes what was different with ashley what would have happened if Ashley wouldn't have done that? Didn't they date on Bachelor in Paradise and Jared friend zoned her after, but Ashley made the choice to stay friends instead of doing a clean break, which eventually led to their relationship love. Obviously, we're glad it happened. Well, thank you, Grace. Uh, so why does Jared suggest more people should do a clean break? I suggest it because looking back on my time, when Ashley and I were just friends, I should have been more upfront with how I was feeling, which was confusion. Um, and I was just leading on that I wasn't confused when I actually was. I mean, that's really the the, the core of the story. Yeah, and also, this sounds weird, but when you're talking about clean breaks from people, you're talking about relationships that you were you were actually dating someone for a long period of time and then you break up because that's like breaking up. You break up with the friends, the family, like that's the clean break from it all. And when you get off of paradise, you haven't connected to all of those things yet. Mm-hmm. So it, you almost, that that's a little bit different than the outside world. Yeah. I just also find that even no matter what world you're in, uh, staying friends with someone with an ex afterwards especially immediately after we're uh, after a breakup it, it never ends well no i, I think I, that I, taking the time and then maybe possibly you could yeah even maybe. that because then you have to factor in future spouses and how they feel it like could you imagine the if, depth of the relationship yes agreed 
But could you imagine now maybe Chris coming to you and being like, hey, I hope this is cool, but I'm I'm actually kind of reconnecting with an ex of mine and we're just becoming friends. He works with his ex. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. How's that go? I don't care. Good I don't, for you. I don't, I don't know. I feel like... As long as he's open with honest with you. Yeah. Like I, I'm sure he's not like going to get beers with this person no, afterwards. I mean, yeah. He, she has like a, a, a family. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They're... And I've I've talked. My ex has sent me like a congratulations. Mm-hmm. I think we're just all amicable, but I don't know how Chris was able to do that. But we, me and my ex, like from nine years, we took we didn't. It was a clean break, and then okay, it's been years later, and now he's saying congratulations. And you know, I've I've randomly said something to like congratulations to his family, like new baby or whatever, but it's not like a, we don't continue an actual relationship with each other. We're now just like, we care. We're casual. It's very casual. Yeah. I wish it was like that with my ex. It's, it's different. It's different. And it goes, it's how the breakup goes. It's how the relationship was. There's so many different facets. We tried staying friends afterwards and it just, especially we, we, we tried to stay friends right afterwards and it was that awkwardness where we see each other and we'd hook up. Yeah, that's the not good part. You know, it was, it was bad. And then we took breaks and she dated someone else and then Then I wanted her back and then I was dating someone else and she wanted me back. It was just like that constant communication, which always drove us insane and looking back, I realized on how unhealthy it was. Mm-hmm. And looking back on my friendship with Ashley, as much as I cared about our friendship and devoted myself to it, I realized how unhealthy it was because we were, in a sense, holding each other back. Yep. Because there was always something more between us, but we just stayed platonic friends. And even we would talk about dating other people, we would never really talk talk about it It right like i remember ashley talking sometimes about like going on a date with someone and then i would say i was going on a date with someone but really i was only selling saying it to try to make her jealous and then my gosh jared it was just yeah it was just it's it was really unhealthy yeah and where i could have been a better person in the moment and had just been more open with my feelings and telling her I'm more confused than I'm leading on. And the reason I'm not telling you this is because I am confused. And that's a hard thing to admit to someone when you're like, I have feelings for you. I don't know what it means, especially with someone like Ashley, who you've Mm -hmm. just been through so much with, so much publicly with. Yeah. You know, it's not even like, it's hard to kind of like go back. Yeah, essentially. And that and, and try to be like, well, you know, we have so much history together, but... You're muddying waters. Yeah, you're muddying. There's so much muddying waters. Yeah. And so, and it did take time for me to not realize I wanted to be with Ashley, but become confident in the idea of being with Ashley. If that makes sense. If you're always halfway, if it's always a halfway thing, it's going to keep remaining that way until you decide to fully commit. And if you want to heal from something, it's almost like you have to give yourself that clean break in order to when you're in that halfway point, you're stealing time from them and you're stealing time from you in order to get that that clear line of thought that you'll need in order to make the decision when when you're spending time just in the muddied waters. Yeah. I was I had the most clear thinking when Ashley dated someone else. Yeah, because you're away from her and not ta- you're then that was you able to step away from it fully. Yes, and the reason I I say that is because it made me reflect on myself, the decisions Mm -hmm. that I made, what I needed to do to make sure that I was 
doing was what was right for me, for her, for us. In that moment, it really made me step up to the plate, like the fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And I feel that a clean breakup makes that makes a lot of people do the same thing. Yeah, where the, it makes them make a decision. Where if you try to stay friends with an ex, it, it just kind of prolongs the inevitable. Yeah, you're staying in limbo. Is, exactly. At some point you know, the floor is going to cave and you're going to have to make a decision of either we're moving forward in a relationship or we're kind of going our separate ways. Right. Um, and so that's why I advocate a clean break to really know which direction the relationship friendship is headed. Yeah. I advocate a clean break too, because I've been in those muddy waters and it's just not fun. It's not fun at all. It makes it, it's not fun for anyone, but you know what, Katie, at the end of the day, we all suck at dating. (laughs) <laughs> and we're all just trying to learn and get better. That's how I take the name of this podcast. That's I, It's not so much like we all suck at dating, quote unquote, which means we can't be in a relationship. We all it need just, help with it. We all need help. Whether we're in a relationship, married, engaged, single, we all need help dating. Mm-hmm. We all need help every step of the way. Anyway, um, so that will do it for this week's podcast. Katie, you were an incredible guest host. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you so me much on. for joining us. Yay. I really appreciate it. I hope you come back. Thanks. Um, a big thank you to Chris and Crystal for joining us. A big thank you to Scene Dating, which is the transparent dating, which means a new, innovative, and honest approach to dating, which allows singles who are serious about dating an opportunity to match on human connections and chemistry, and that means more real connections, which is what we're all looking for. So if you're tired of relying on a contrived profile and a set of might look like me, but might not look like me pictures, Scene reveals a potential partner's complete personality and charisma and lets you choose. So let yourself be seen and enjoy the safest, most positive and respectful dating environment ever created. That will do it for an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. Now, make sure you guys tune in next week where hopefully we all suck a little less. Follow Help, I Suck at Dating with Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.
Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.